Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Hour of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am that host, Skits M. Jones. And let's kick off the episode as we always do with a look back at what has happened and a look at what is to come. First up, this past Thursday, hosted Game of Microphones at Comedy Shrine. We had guest comic Waleed Ishmael, competing comics Joe DeGand, Chris Carricker, John O'Say, who was your champion for the evening, Penelope Torres, Aaron Atkins, Matt Buck, Rudy Ruiz, and headliner Tyler Kretz. It was a fantastic night. Everyone killed from top to bottom. They were all fantastic. Great sets all around. If you missed out... Uh, do not fear, there's always more Game of Microphones to be had each and every week, except this upcoming week, because uh, this upcoming Thursday is Halloween, and we're not going to run a show on Halloween. There's other shit to be done. Go eat some candy, or dress like a slutty Mario brother. Whatever the fuck you're into. Um, so yeah, no Game of Mics this upcoming week. However, we will be back in November with a whole bunch of great lineups, I will have more info on that as it approaches. Uh, Tonight, as of this recording, so Saturday, uh, October, whatever the fuck it is, um, I will be at Spoopy Fest 4 at Nacho Treehouse. Uh, It's going to be a a wild, uh, wild, fucked up, crazy-ass show. There's live music, there's comedy, there's, I think, costumes, there's food. Uh, the, the theme of the food is apparently hot fire, uh, and that is also going to be the theme for the comedy because each comic will be eating a habanero pepper before we do our sets. Um, I don't know who's on the lineup at this point. The lineup has changed a few times. I mean, hell, I was brought on as a replacement for someone. Uh, I get the feeling that some people really do not feel like eating habanero peppers before they do stand-up. And hey, I get it. I don't want to do it either. But I'm going to. Why? Why the fuck not? I got tattooed while doing stand-up. Why not eat a pepper while doing stand-up? Uh, I do know Alec Jones, no relation, uh, has joined the lineup. So that'll be cool. Um, I've done Drunken Donut with Alec and uh, had him on Game of Microphones. And, you know, I mean, also just hanging out at mics and shit. Uh, so he's good people. That's going to be fun. Uh, I think I got a few people riding in the car with me. I will know for sure eh, when the time comes to go. Um, I'm sure I'll talk all about that in the next episode of the Trash Fire of Talk podcast. So you can look forward to that this coming Wednesday. Um, what else? November 1st feels like the first time showcase at Comedy Shrine. That's a 10 o'clock show on a Friday. Uh, that's myself, Eric Emerson, Tyler Kretz, Mary-Kate Beck, Ray Wisbrock, and host Ronnie Ray. November 7th, a Thursday, uh, the Oh Did That Offend You podcast's live comedy show at Riddles in Alsip. Uh, that lineup includes myself, Joe Beasley, Kyle Allen, Alan Ford, Paige Blair, with your host, Burt Young, and headliner, Marcus Hendricks. I also have physical tickets for that one. They are $10 a piece. If anyone would care to pick one up in person, feel free to hit me up and let me know. Uh, November 8th, I will be at Underground Comedy in Rockford with Oscar Carvajal, Katie Zane, and host Marcos. Uh, November 21st, I will be at the Flapjack Brewery in Berwyn. 
Uh, lineup hasn't been announced yet for that one. I'm looking forward to being back in Berwyn. It's been a hot minute since I've last performed in Berwyn, going back to the Kaiju Attack wrestling days. So it's been some time. I'm looking forward to going back. That ought to be a fantastic show. Um, and then Uncouth is back in action November 23rd as we join Without Light and Dead Sun Rising at Metal Monkey Brewing in Romeoville. So for all the Burbs folks who want to see the band, I know we usually play out in the city. We're in the Burbs this time. Come out and see us. It's going to be a fucking riot. Plus, it's bass player James's birthday weekend, so I expect everyone to buy him all sorts of shots after we perform, please, uh, so that we can be, you know, on point. Um, but yeah, so all sorts of cool shit coming up. It's going to be wild. Looking forward to all of it. I mean, minus eating a habanero pepper tonight, but all the rest of it, very much looking forward to. Oh, what else? Uh, I watched Dolomite Is My Name last night, starring Eddie Murphy. It's a Netflix original. Uh, It's the true life story of uh, Rudy Ray Moore, who was a, a struggling, you know, triple threat song, dance, comic, uh, performer, um, who really just bet everything on himself and uh, created, well, sort of created, sort of co-opted, took old bum stories and old, you know, street uh, bits and things like that and turned it into a persona that he then carried out onto a stage. And I've talked in the past about uh, performers and personas, you know, we've, we've, Talked about your your Larry's the cable guy, your um uh your Andrew Dice's clay. I don't know why I'm pluralizing them. It's whatever. Fuck it. It's funny to me. <coughs> Excuse me. Um but yeah, so it's it's a real life story. It's a fun watch. It's a, about a two hour movie, you know, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's got some drama beats, got some comedy beats, but it's really inspiring, you know, story of this dude who just absolutely bet everything on himself to make his goals of stardom a reality. And, you know, it really puts the the bug of the hustle up my ass, you know, or I, I guess even further up my ass, you know, because uh, I'm already on that hustle as, as much as I, I can be most of the time. Um, and it's great, you know, Eddie uh, starring as Rudy Ray Moore, absolutely crushed. The whole cast was great. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, hopefully this, uh, pepper eating tonight is going to clear my sinuses. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm one of the folks who's very curious to see what Eddie's stand up is going to look like when it finally drops. You know, he's, he's kind of on that, on that comeback tour kind of deal. Um, you know, after, after some time kind of not out of the spotlight, it's not like Eddie Murphy ever went away, but definitely, uh, the, the creative output felt more phoned in for quite some time. And I know there was the Oscar, uh, stuff with, um, oh hell, dream girls. Right. And, uh, you know, Eddie shows up here and there, but really fell off for quite some time from, from where he was when he was arguably the biggest star, uh, in the world for a, for a hot minute there. Um, and you know, now looks like coming back, trying to get back into comedy, trying to get back into doing the thing, going to be hosting SNL, which is uh, next Saturday. And I'm really curious to see, you know, what what that's like, because, you know, Eddie 
definitely kept distance from SNL for quite some time. And, you know, coming back to to stand up, I'm really curious to see how that goes. Uh, because he said a lot of things that make me really, you know, hopeful about where he's going to be coming from. Um, you know, because I mean, yeah, obviously Raw and Delirious were two of the biggest stand-up specials in the world. And a lot of that material, if you go back and, you know, watch it, listen to it now, like, yeah, he's a fire performer, um, but the material is rough. Like, it's it's mean, it's some of it's hurtful, like, and yeah, I know there are people who are like, fuck that, I grew up with it, it's still funny, whatever, look, I ain't trying to tell you what to do with your, what you're a fan of, or whatever, I'm just saying, like, you can't do the material he did then, well, Eddie probably could, because he's one of the biggest stars uh, in the world, and when he comes back on the, on the, on the come up again, yeah, he's going to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants. But I, I like that he said, you know, he looks back at what he was doing and how much of it came from a an angry place when he was young. And, you know, he's talked about how punching down and, and some of his old material makes him cringe, you know, when he looks back. And, you know, now that he's he's older and he's wiser, there there's stuff he still likes from, from back in the day and he'll be drawing from that. But he's, you know, he's he's older and he's coming from a, a wiser place and a more empathetic place and a place with more experience. You know, he was what 21 maybe or some shit when he like blew the fuck up, which is impossible to think about. Like that, that's wild. You know, I, I look back at what I was like when I was 21 and holy shit, it wasn't great. Um, you know, so I, I'm curious to see what a, an elder Eddie Murphy brings to, comedy um and you know if if this movie is is the first step in eddie's comeback yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with it um the movie was was real fun uh i will see what happens on snl next week and you know hopefully when he starts doing the stand-up thing uh not every show sells out so maybe uh everyone can see it or i'm sure you know there will be a netflix special that's a guarantee but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, Dolomite Is My Name was a, was a good movie, and you should check it out. Another thing it did, you know, uh, was uh, kick off with an absolute banger fucking song, and that brings us to the music recommendations of the episode. Uh, the first one up is Thank You For Letting Me Be Myself Again by Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, it's a track from 1969. Um, it's noted for, uh, you know, uh, thank you, uh, the official title. And then in parentheses for letting me all one word be mice elf again. Uh, that's how it's all put in parentheses. They did a, a, what's known as a Mondegreen, um, which is, uh, a, like, you know how some people, uh, when they hear Hold Me Closer, Tiny Dancer, they hear Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza, or, uh, you know, when, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix sang, uh, Excuse Me While I Kiss the Sky, you know, it's, some people heard it as, uh, Excuse Me While I Kiss This Guy, that's a Mondegreen, it's a, a mishearing that is phonetically 
almost identical, uh, but just different. And that's what they did with the with the title. And that was kind of a wild thing to do back in in 69. Um, But anyway, uh, thank you for letting me be myself again by Sly and the Family Stone is a track that was released as a two side single uh, with everybody as a star as the other side. Um, Both were intended to be included on an album that uh, the band was working on. But the mercurial nature of the interpersonal dynamics of the band, specifically with regard to lead member Sylvester Sly uh, Sly Stone, I almost said Sly Stallone, which is a totally different motherfucker, Um, Sly Stone, uh, you know, he he had a lot of issues with the other members of the family Stone, um, and they all had major issues with drugs. And, you know, all of those issues resulted in the album never being finished. Uh, So the singles were instead included on their 1970s Greatest Hits release. And the band did do more work after that, but uh, it's always been kind of hit or miss. And and Sly Stone, if you've never looked into this cat or, or his life or shit like that, you should. It's wild and heartbreaking and sad. The the mental health element and the drugs and, you know, as as of recent, uh, I, I believe Sly Stone, even when showing up and performing at major stadiums, uh, or, you know, random TV appearances is homeless, uh, or homeless ish living in a van. Um, you know, he's always been a recluse and kind of a weird character, uh, used to no show a lot of shows, so yeah, look look into Sly and the Family Stone. Like they really changed music in in ways that I don't think they ever get the credit for because of you know how many of the the issues that were happening backstage. Like Sly and the Family Stone was as dysfunctional as Fleetwood Mac, but they don't get credit for their output in the same way. Um, so go back and and listen to some Sly. Uh, and thank you for letting me be myself again. That's a banger. And that's the first of the recommended tracks for the episode. Second, uh, a newer song, uh, actually a, a song that just dropped like a couple days ago. Uh, Kesha's back with a new single, Raising Hell, off her upcoming album High Road, which is due out in 2020. Um, the song is a, a gospel-tinged party track. It features uh, Big Frida. Uh, the video sees Kesha playing a popular televangelist at the mercy of a domineering and abusive husband until the moment she accidentally kills him while defending herself against his latest attack. And given Kesha's battles with her record label and former producer, one can imagine she's seeing the role of the star propped up in front of an audience and made to look happy while suffering abuses behind the scenes as, you know, a symbolic representation of her own experience, and then the killing of her tormentor, perhaps as some wishful thinking. Um, The video ends with her being arrested. Uh, However, the smile she gives towards the camera shows that there is a a happiness in the escape from the past torments at the hands of others and embracing who she really is, even if uh, it, it comes at a price. Uh, Anyway, it's not quite the Kesha of old, you know, the, the, like real poppy dancey Kesha. Uh, but it's the, the Kesha that we were kind of introduced to off her last album. 
taking influence from some of the, the, the first couple albums and applying it to the more mature recent sounds. So I'm curious to see what the rest of the album sounds like. Apparently a lot of it plays like a, a road trip, uh, you know, across America, which if this is, uh, the, the track that ventured down South to the televangelist circuit, uh, I'm curious to see what other sounds might be incorporated into the album. Um, the idea of Road Trip as album is one that has been explored by numerous artists. You know, I know Foo Fighters did it, actually recording each individual track in different cities. I'll be honest, I never listened to that album. I really fell off the Foo Fighters train uh, after a while there. But uh, all that being said, uh, I'm curious to see uh, what what uh, the album sounds like when it drops next year. Uh, but we'll have to wait till next year. Um, the next thing we've got, uh, I've told y'all to watch the Charmed reboot already. I feel like, I feel like I've told y'all that it's real fun. Uh, they introduced a new character in this last episode, actually a couple new characters. And, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this season. It's one of the few, uh, episodic weekly TV shows that I get to watch. It's like that and Mr. Robot which holy shit, Mr. Robot, um, which if you've not caught up on Mr. Robot, it, this is the final season. So, you know, do yourself the favor and watch that one. If you've got the time, who has the time anymore? Oh, there's so much to do. Um, speaking of things to do, uh, I got to do the tarot pull and wrap this episode up. I got shit to do today. I got a show. So let's get into the tarot pull. Um, I'm pulling from the Neon Nightmare Tarot deck by Miss Kitty Cush, which seems appropriate for the weekend that most folks are celebrating Halloween. Uh, and the card that I've pulled is the Knight of Clowns, which in this deck, clowns uh, are the equivalent of the, the suit cups. Um, and uh, so for, for this, uh, you know, uh, it would be the Knight of Cups, but in this suit, it's the clowns, and clowns represented in this deck and in this card by Puddles, uh, the sad clown of Puddles' pity party, who, if you are not familiar, is a, an amazing singer, absolutely astounding vocalist, um, who actually just dropped a cover of Lizzo's Juice on YouTube, so you can check that out, um, yeah, absolutely. Go listen to Puddle's Pity Party. There's another recommendation for you. We're we're touching all sorts of bases in this episode. So yeah, um, but yeah, Puddle's of Puddle's Pity Party is the representative of the Knight of Clowns, and the Knight of Clowns or the Knight of Cups is an amazing card. It's a fantastic card. Uh, if this card represents a person who has come into your life, you are gonna crush on them within an instant of fucking meeting them. They flirt. They're fun, they're spontaneous and wild, they love and lust in equal measure with great intensity, and that shit straight up burns. Uh, but, that said, it burns bright, and it burns out, and it leaves a mark. And if you're good with that, then fucking go for it. You know, the knight isn't a long-haul lover, they're a flighty romantic, they move from passion to passion as the wind takes them, and, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a fling. So, have that fling, but know that it's gonna sting. That's what I'm going to leave you with on that. Uh, however, perhaps you are the knight 
and you are the passionate one diving headlong into another person with reckless abandon. This card is coming up to remind you that you need to keep your life in order too. You're high off the good vibes, and that's great, but chasing a high can leave everything else to fall apart, and that's bad mojo. So, if you are like just wild and passionate and bouncing fling to fling, and you're in a fling right now, and it's hot and it's heavy, like recognize what you're doing, what you're doing to other people and what you're doing to yourself and make sure you take time out for your friends, your family, your passions, your endeavors, your work, your, you know, all that shit. Uh, If the night represents a situation, much like a lover, that situation is fiery. It's hot. That shit is wild. Um, and it's lighting a fire under your ass. You're feeling inspired. You're creatively energized. Your output is plentiful. Ride that shit for all it's worth because the night, as we've talked about, burns out. So while that fire is burning, you got to capitalize on that shit. You know, if it's something you're doing, you're pursuing, it's going to burn out. So capitalize on it for all it's worth now and know that the, the, the charge that you're feeling and the work that you're producing and the inspiration that the the wave that you're riding on, you know, make the most of it while you've got it so that you produce something that will carry you through when that fire and that energy dies down and you, you have a low moment or you have a, a less productive moment. You know, the investment in this one is is you. So take that shit for all it's worth before the shit burns out. Um, you know, and I mean... Don't be afraid that that fire won't ever burn again. Uh, but just know, sometimes you get that charge and sometimes you don't. And when you get that charge, you got to use that shit and be productive with it. Don't waste it. So there you go. That is your tarot pull for the episode. Uh, I leave you with that. Um, I got to go start getting ready. I've also got some chores to do around the apartment. You know, like I said, you got to attend to real life sometimes too. So... Uh, with that being said, uh, follow me on all the social medias at Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S, all one word. Uh, you can email me skitsmjones at gmail.com. If you're on the Anchor app, you can feel free to drop me a voice memo and maybe I'll plug that shit into a future episode. And with all of that having been said and done, there's only one thing I have left to ask of you, and that is, as always to keep that trash fire burning.